Every day, I, I talk about this, getting into the Lord's yeah. presence and asking him, what is the condition of my heart? And letting him show you or tell you, or maybe you read about it in scripture, um, but making sure that your heart is in a pure place and that there isn't something that is rooted within us yeah. that is causing us to react in a way that is pulling up those old wounds and that junk and then projecting it onto our spouse. Your blended family has a 100% chance of success when you do it God's way. We are Blended Kingdom Families, and we want to provide biblical resources to heal and restore families with a message of hope for the next generation. Let's get after it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. We're so excited to be here with you today. I've got my co-host, Jessica Russo. If y'all don't know Jessica, you guys, she is a part of the BKF team. She is our director of donor relations, um, and she is absolutely amazing and phenomenal. Aw, so sweet. Yes. So she is going to be, we're going to be going over some Q&A questions today that you guys have sent into us that you've asked us to answer. But first, I want to take this opportunity. If you haven't already, make sure to leave a review on the podcast. We love hearing your feedback. Share, comment, share it with your friends and family or someone yes. that you know, as in a blended family, it could benefit from this uh, encouragement and just information. Yeah. So if you haven't already, go do that. But we're excited to dive in today. Yes. yes. Okay. So Jess, what do you, I know you've got some, some, some of them are juicy. I was reading over these and I was like, geez, some of I us, know. some of us in the community got some stuff and we're excited to answer. Yes. I'm so excited to hear okay. your perspective My on perspective. some of these questions. Oh, it's going to be good guys. Okay. So our very first one, says, I have some deep wounds and trust issues for my last relationship. Mm. I find myself reacting to my husband as if he is my ex, and I don't want to, but also don't know how to stop. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, um, I, I can definitely speak into this because I was married before, went yeah. through the the pain of divorce, and... Um, and this is actually something that Scott and I have actually wrestled with before, but I think it's so easy for us who have gone through that divorce and we, when we've experienced somebody hurt us and, and, and I'm in, and, and in my situation, you know, it wasn't just my ex, but like I'm to blame too. Like, yeah. you know, a marriage takes two people. Um, but I had a tendency and, and we can have a tendency to want to demonize our, mm, our yeah. uh, ex-spouse, yeah. but when we're interacting with our spouse, like we're seeing, we're treating them as if our ex, like how they treated yeah, us. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think one thing to be aware of, um, is that, you know, as you're interacting with your spouse, you know, Scott and I are very good about calling each other out on these things. I've witnessed it. Yeah, yeah they are. And yeah. <laughs> and having just those open and honest community, you know, communication about yeah. it and just, Hey, like, where is this coming from? You know, yeah. or even just saying, Hey, Vanessa, like, I'm not your ex. Like, I, I don't do this. I didn't do this. You know, we just have those open and honest conversations. But I think too, a lot of us, we just don't even know where to begin with that. And yeah. sometimes it's getting into counseling, you know, Scott yeah. and I have had to do counseling I've had to deal with my own junk and my own um the stuff that I went through in my divorce yeah. you know the pain that um that I experienced you know also the pain that I projected as well and so yeah. you know that's something that we've we've had to work through together um and 
again, like it, it's easy to do. It's easy to to throw that onto your spouse. So I think it just begins with self. It begins with self-awareness. Yeah. Um, it begins with the condition of our heart. Yes. Um, oh my goodness. Every day I, I talk about this, getting into the Lord's yeah. presence and asking him, what is the condition of my heart and letting him show you or tell you, or maybe you read about it in scripture, um, but making sure that your heart is in a pure place and that there isn't something that is rooted within us yeah. that is causing us to react in a way um, that is pulling up those old wounds and that junk and then projecting it onto our spouse. My heart is immediately going to, there's an unhealthy soul tie there. Yes, that's good. Like holding on to a past intimate relationship, even when we want to release it, yeah. like really surrendering that to God and being aware of mm-hmm. what's going on inside of our heart and the wound there. Yeah. No, that's so good. Yeah, I think the condition of our heart, when you read about it in scripture all throughout, especially in the New Testament, mm-hmm. um, the Lord talks about that. It talks about it in the Bible, um, the condition of our heart and it being in a good place because above all, like scripture says, the heart can be deceiving as well. Oh. So we have to make yes. sure that we're good um, and that we're just dealing with all that stuff because if not, then we're going to project that under our spouse and that's not fair. Yeah. Our our spouse, our current spouse did not um you know, they may take the brunt for what your previous spouse did and um you know, I think sometimes in blended families or in remarriage um you can say that that's a part of it or it comes yeah. with it, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Um and we don't want to we don't want to place that on them. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. You're so wise, friend. Oh, You're man. so wise. Now, don't feel like it's <laughs> Okay, are we ready for the next one? We can go to the next one. Okay. Okay. Um, when you're frustrated with the co-parents, like how do they have conversations in a healthy way with your spouse? So let me rephrase this a little bit. The okay. word's a little jumbled here in this sentence. So when you're co-parenting mm-hmm. and you're frustrated with your Co-parents. Co-parent. Mm-hmm. How do you have healthy conversations with your spouse about it without like Talking inflaming the situation? Inflaming the situation, yeah. Um, you know, I think this is where being a healthy, I think this comes with being just healthy as a person, yeah. like healthy emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically. Um, you know, I know we've been in seasons where we have not gotten along with um you know, my former spouse and and the co-parent relationship has not been good. And it's, it's interesting how there have been different times when like I've had to, I've been the one that's like, I'm upset about this or this yeah. or this. And then Scott has been the one that's like, hey, like, let's just, let's calm down. Let's, let's, take, think a about, let's take a minute yeah. and think through this. Uh, you know, one of the practices that we do too is like anytime, you know, you get a heated message from your co-parent, like don't respond in anger. Yeah. Like that's let good. it sit overnight, you know, take a moment to, um, to just think about it and think through it. I think also just having boundaries, you know, what are, what are, your boundaries within your marriage, like, hey, we're not going to, like, we're not going to gossip about them. We're not going to bash them. We're not going to talk negatively yeah. about them. Like, yes, there are things that we have to deal with, but we don't have to feed into um, it, into those things. We can protect our own peace and our own mental health um, by saying, you know what, this really upset me. Like, I just need a minute to cool down. Maybe it's going and getting exercise. Physical exercise is great when you're upset. Just or like get all that energy Just out. get it out. Go for a good run. Yeah. Lift some weights. Um, 
throw on worship music. That was yeah. something I would always do. I would throw on worship music and clean. And by the time I was done doing what I was doing, my I was just in a better, yeah. better space. My heart was in a better space. My mind was in a better space. And I wasn't offloading all of that burden and that frustration mm. onto Scott. Um, because at the end of the day, like, you know, he, you know him. And so when he, <laughs> he has a, yes. a ton of things going on. Yeah. And when he comes home, I want my home to be a place of peace and not a place of gossip or complaining or frustration. And even though he didn't interact with it even if it's just me and my interactions with the co-parent you know offloading that onto him it can be burdensome it can be heavy and it's like man like I just wanted to walk into like you know a peaceful positive home today and it's just all negative and it just blew up when I walked in the door when I walked in and again that's not fair to them um so yeah I think it's you know having those boundaries um and then also like you know, when you see that your spouse is really struggling that, just be a support and just be like, hey, like, let's just put the phone down. Like, let's not worry about that right now. Yes. Let's go for a walk. Let's yes. change the environment. I think yes. sometimes when we're, really stuck, good. we're stuck in an environment um, and, and, you know, you're, whether you just got off the phone or it was a yeah. heated text message, you know, changing your environment, going for a walk, yeah. going outside. Like physically removing, removing yourself, yourself from that emotional state. Mm-hmm. That can do a lot. Absolutely. That's so good. And sunshine. It yeah. can do. It's so healing. Yes. Vitamin D. Vitamin D. Vitamin D. The good vitamin D. So here's the next one. One advice that you would give when only one of us has been in marriage and only one of us has kids. So I'm taking this like... Mm-hmm. Only one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is you. Yeah. Tell us all the things. Yeah. What's the one piece of advice? One piece of advice. Man, this is, I could write a book on this. I could probably I mean, could write a whole. kind of did. Yeah. Yeah, we did write a book. Lyndon <laughs> yeah. Redeem, if you haven't read it yet. Um, gosh, you know, this is mine and Scott's situation. So if you guys are new to listening, um, Scott was never married before. He was actually engaged and broke mm-hmm. that engagement off. Um but I was married previously and had a son from that marriage. And so um, I think coming into our new marriage, uh, I kind of had to, you know, I knew what didn't work. Yeah. And I knew what I desired and what I wanted, but it was really asking God, like, what was his view and what did he want yeah. for this new marriage? And just really getting honest with the Lord in that. Um, I grew up in a family where marriage just wasn't, um, it was something that was disposable. It wasn't mm. something that was valued. And I knew that if I was going to do this again, that I wanted to do it God's way. Yeah. And so um, I remember before, actually even before doing Scott, doing the preparation, walking through the healing, walking through all of that with pastoral counseling. Um, and then whenever it did come, you know, when Scott proposed and we were getting married, I was like, okay, like I, I there was like something in me that wanted to be super, um, protect. I was just very protective of him, and I wanted yeah. to be extremely protective of our marriage because I saw so many ways in the past that I wasn't, and how that fed into the result of our divorce. Yeah. And so, I think there was. Um, I think if I could give give any advice, I think it's you know seek the Lord in this in this season. Seek the yeah. Lord and what you want, what He wants for your marriage, and write those things out. Talk about it with your fiance or with your your new spouse, um, process that together, pray over it together. Um, and, and, and keep that as, as, as close to your heart and as, and as holy and as protected as you can. Um, cause there's so many things that are going to be thrown at you in marriage, you know, Jess, you've been married 
almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. We have a lot to learn from Jessica, y'all. And she has four sons, too. <laughs> Um, and she's a part of a very unique blended family, which we'll have Jess back on yeah. to dive into that um, with Jojo. With his, his name's Joe. I call him Jojo. But <laughs> going back to the question, yeah, you know, I think for for everybody that looks different, but I I would say it was it was just getting real and raw and honest with the Lord. And okay, Lord, what does a godly marriage look like? Because I had no clue in my first one, and it was I, it was anything. I love that. Yeah. Like, and it's so valuable for anyone going into a marriage, whether you've been married and you have the kids or you're the one that's mm-hmm. never been married without the kids. Like, releasing all the things to God before you step into that marriage, because you've all got stuff that we don't even know is there. Right. And if we can have some self-awareness of what we do know is there and giving that over to God, that just makes our marriage even stronger and better. Oh, like, yeah. Right off the hand. Yes. Not to take the junk the junk with us. The junk with us. Y'all, she got some wisdom over here. I had some junk, too. <laughs> we all have some junk. Probably still do. Oh. Yeah. Y'all, these, these questions are so good. Okay, next one. Oh, this is going to be good. I cannot wait to hear what Gio to say on this one. Um, I don't like or respect the bio dad, but I'm called to show love. How do I do this in a way that doesn't feel fake? Yeah, I think it starts with the number one commandment. It's loving the Lord your God yeah. with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all yeah. your might. I, I mean, when we can do that, then we can see and love anybody the way that yeah. God does. And it doesn't have to be this like, like the love that I have for my husband is not the same love that I have for my friend Jess or yeah. for my ex-spouse um, or even for my children. Yeah. Um, but we can still choose to love them and see them the way that God does. And I think that whenever we can catch a vision of that, yeah. Um, and really honor God's word and be obedient in that as hard as it is. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, there have been seasons where I, I did not like my ex-spouse at all. But I remember also being extremely humbled in a season that um, I was like, Lord, give me your vision for for what that looks like. Because I just didn't know how to do that. You know, yeah. when you've come out of divorce and when you've, when you've hurt people and when you've been hurt by people... Um, we can allow that to change us. We can allow that to harden our heart. Um, or like you were saying earlier, Jess, we can surrender that and yeah. allow God to do that work, that soul work. Um, and through loving him, then we can love others the way that he loves and sees them. Yeah. We're all sons and daughters. Um, oh, that just gave me chills. Like that's so key to remember in these hard relationships is that. Yeah even in their brokenness and even when they cause you pain, Mm -hmm. they're still a son or daughter of God. He still desperately loves loves them them. Mm -hmm. and wants their hearts. Yeah. And even if we can't get along, we should want their heart to belong to God. Yeah. And like, how can we show God's love even in those really hard situations? So hard. You may be the only person, even though you two may hate each other, you may be the only person that gives them a glimpse of what the love of Jesus is. Um, and I remember hearing this one time and it's always stuck with me. It's that we will never look at someone that God doesn't love. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful. So powerful. And Ephesians 432 tells us, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And I know that a lot of times with what prevents us from loving others is the unforgiveness. You yeah. guys, unforgiveness 
is the one thing it can hinder us from so yeah. many blessings like we'll have people come see us all the time and they're like I, I feel like I just I can't get past this block or I can't get past this and this and it's like what unforgiveness are you holding on to what rot do you have in your heart yeah, yeah. exactly and so um so you know whether it's starting with forgiving them forgiving yourself yeah. and truly delighting in the Lord um man that's, that's good. That's where, I mean, that's where. I, I've, been, I've been there. This person that is sitting this in there, I've been there. And the, and the Lord can do it if you allow him. Mm-hmm. Um, if you allow him, he can come in and do what he's supposed to do in your heart. So. Well, and even like surrendering them to God and praying for God's blessing over their life. Oh, that's good. Like even so with good. your teeth grit hard sometimes, like Lord bless them, like praying for them over and over, like when it comes out of your mouth settles in your heart. That's so good. You know? Yeah. And surrendering them to God and little by little, even if it's every day, letting go of that unforgiveness inside of your heart to set yourself free, if nothing else. Yes. Yeah. And that's what forgiveness, it's more for your freedom than, than. When I'm holding unforgiveness in my heart, I feel miserable. Mm -hmm. I'm anxious. I'm in knots. Yeah. I play that story in my head, the what if story Mm -hmm. where they're saying this about me. They start a narrative. about me. Yeah. And then I'm the one miserable, not them. Yeah. They have no idea. Yep. Nope. That's so good. That's such a good example. Yes. Okay. We got time okay. for one more question. I think we have time for one more and then we're, we'll close out. Okay. This is a little similar to another question that was asked, but I feel like we have an opportunity to really go in a little deeper here. Okay. It's how best to handle when a spouse is voicing frustrations about the ex-spouse. So mm-hmm. we kind of talked about this yeah. a little bit, yeah. but like how can we encourage mm-hmm. our spouse mm-hmm. in that moment? Like we kind yeah. of talked about when we're the one doing it, yeah. but when our spouse is getting those text messages, and mm-hmm. how can we encourage them? I, my first response would be like, have you talked to God? So before you come talk to me, go talk to God about it. <laughs> Yes. So, um, Amen. yeah, I, I think that's, that's, it's so yeah. easy for us to want to go to our spouse and want to complain, but, or when they bring stuff. Or be validated in our frustration. Be validated in our yeah. frustration. It's like, hey, before you're coming, bringing that to me, like, have you taken that to God first? Have yeah. you sought his wisdom in this situation? Have you asked him to show you what it is that he wants you to do? Um, has he shown you the root of where this is coming from? Um, because we can give all this, the advice that yeah. we want we can be there to support our spouse but at the end of it if you've not taken it to god first man that you guys that can be a dangerous place yeah and then you're taking this to your uh, you know you're bringing it to your spouse you're and, infecting your marriage yeah and it's gonna it's gonna penetrate in and you know you I think you also have to have boundaries. I know Scott and I have placed boundaries with stuff before. I mean, where he's just said, Vanessa, not today. Like, we're not going to talk about it. And, and I know. I'm like, okay, we're not we're, we're, we're not going to talk about that. Um, or finding godly counsel where yeah. you keep it out of your marriage, you guys. Yeah, that's so good. You know that we're big proponents of counseling. Um, Scott's been a therapist for 17 years. I've been in my master's in marriage and family therapy. And, you know, having a neutral place to go to and talk to about these things is As great. safe. It's safe. Godly neutral place. Godly yes. neutral place where you can receive biblical counseling yeah. and someone that can speak into the to the situation. Um, and again, like you said, Jess, you're not taking that into your family mm-hmm. or into your marriage. When we were in our litigation season, I sought out a counselor and I had a mentor. I was like, I need, I need the I need all I need the, the clinical and the spiritual. Like <laughs> I need, I need all. all of it. 
Um, and that was great for Scott because he was dealing with so much in that season and yeah. on his own. And our marriage was already suffering from all the things that were going on. And yeah. so I didn't want there to be anything else that added to that. And so when I could take everything that I was frustrated with and everything that I was feeling and unload it in a safe place where somebody could speak into it from a godly perspective was the best thing that I could have done for my marriage in that season. That's really, really good. Mm -hmm. Really good. Um, Joe and I have had those seasons of like something being happening in our unique blended family. And one of us is just on fire yeah frustrated we need justice yeah i need you to see me in this you know the best thing that we can do for one another is to say that's real i'm so sorry that you're feeling this i love you how can i pray for you in this good and then hey can we can we shelf this for a moment so you can have all the feelings that you need to feel yeah that's good let's take it this to god yeah. And then let's come back and have a rational conversation. That's good. Let's not make any decisions in this moment. Yep. Let's not call anyone in this moment. That's good. <laughs> the nevers, the always, the should haves. Yeah. Because when we take things to our spouses, we want to protect one another. That's good. Like when I take frustration and hurt to Joe, his way of protecting is he wants to put up all the walls mm-hmm. and he wants to he wants to put up the moats mm-hmm. to protect us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pulling him into this drama triangle with me Mm -hmm. and I end up hurting him by pulling him into this. Yeah. So I would encourage you to just ask your spouse, like, Hey, can I pray for you in this moment? Yeah. And can we have a moment before we really dive into this so you can feel what you need to feel? Yeah. And then let's make some rational, actionable steps from this if we need to. No, that's so, there's so much wisdom in that. That was so good. Yeah. I think. And just asking God, like, hey, do you want me to talk about this with them now? Yeah. Or like, you know. Or am I being crazy right now? Or am I now? being cray-cray? Yeah. I can say that for me. I'm not saying anybody else is crazy, but I can do that. I've been there a time or two. <laughs> yeah. You know. Time or two. I think we've all been there. But yeah, yeah no, these were great questions, yeah. Jess. And you guys, thank you so much for sending in your questions. Um, we always want to answer anything that you guys are struggling with or that you're excited about. Um uh, and, and answer those for you. So again, you can email us at info at blendingkingdomfamilies.com and we would love to take an episode and dive into those more. But Jess, thanks for being here with us today and sharing. Thanks for letting me tag along. Sharing your wisdom and asking all the questions. But we hope you all have an amazing and blessed day and we'll see you next week, you guys. Be blessed in all that you do. Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.